Welcome to Nourished Minds. I'm your host, Ellis, and I'm super excited to be sharing unfiltered and in-depth conversations around mindset, business, and lifestyle. I will also be interviewing some incredible individuals to come on and share their innate wisdom around all things mindset too. Our minds are such powerful tools and they deserve to be nourished. They deserve to be nurtured and grown and developed along the way. And this is the space where we can have these conversations to support your evolution. So tune in each week where I'll share a new episode. And if you want to connect further, connect with me at Ellis Rose Coaching on Instagram. But for now, let's go straight into the episode. Okay, well, I'm super excited for today's conversation because I've got a beautiful friend with me. I have the incredible Shani, and today we're going to delve into all things femininity, the learnings, the journey, and what that is to everybody and how we make it our own. So, Shani, I would love for you to introduce yourself, my love. Who are you? Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Um, I'm Shani. I am a life coach for women. I am really passionate about raising the feminine frequency of the planet. I think it's so important for women to come home to their bodies and actually be empowered in that space instead of the conditioning that is a bit of a weakness in our society. I'm really passionate about bringing that up and actually showing women that is such a powerful force and energy when we're in our feminine how much flow and divine juicy goodness comes from that space. Mm. I love that. And I know like this has been a journey that hasn't been like overnight, like any journey. Um, And I'm curious for yourself what that's looked like. Like what actually sparked this journey for you and the consciousness around it? Yeah, so in the past, I lived a hyper-masculine life. I very much found the protection of my own inner masculine to be how I empowered myself through life. And though it came from a very wounded place. Mm. And from that, whilst I was very good at my job, I constantly got burnt out. I became burnt out and chose to put myself in situations that didn't serve me. Mm. Because I was like, I'm, I'm, you know, in this space, I can do it. I can do anything. I can do all the things. And instead of flowing and trusting my intuition of what, actually, no, this isn't right for me. I just did things anyway. So I got really burnt out as well from that. I put myself in relationships that really didn't serve me. Yeah. Really abusive relationships that I met them in my hyper-masculine and it was like battering rams. It just was toxic. And... From that, I got to a point in my life where I was like, you know what, I've fucking had enough of my shit (laughs) and I've had enough of what I'm choosing for my life. I know that there has to be better than this. Yeah. And so I started to, you know, go down the breathwork journey. Um, In one of my abusive relationships, there was quite a lot of sexual abuse. So I started down the path of healing my body from sexual abuse. Mm. And what I learned from that and being in a container of women in that was so many women needed that. And how powerful it is to be in our bodies and to trust our intuition and how much more empowered and powerful I felt 
in that space compared to my wounded hypermasculine in the past. And then uh, just the ripple effect of that and the passion I got and the drive I got from that to help women heal too. Yeah. Led me to where I am now. And that's been a journey of 10 years. Yeah. I love that. And it's it's so interesting because so, so many women I feel like are so unconscious about how the feminine and masculine play in life and potentially where they have got wounds that makes them avoid that part of their life or they're just so, they think they actually perceive it to be, I'm either way too masculine or feminine rather than seeing like the divine dance that happens between the both of them when we're integrated. And like you said, it's taken you 10 years, right? And it's not an overnight journey. And there's so many, I feel like there's so many boxes that, you know, humans like to put themselves in. And I feel like when it comes to the feminine and masculine and femininity and what that is, we want to have it described for us to then go, oh, do I fit in that or not? Where actually it's like, can you take away what that is for you and make it your own? So knowing the amount of work that you do in this space, like how do you allow people to make sense of what feminine is? So, and I know this might like, I want someone who potentially is learning about this to make sense of, okay, so what is feminine? How would you describe that to them? Feminine is an energy within the body that all people have. We all have masculine and feminine within us. And the way to describe the feminine would be the flowing waters of the ocean. Mm. You ebb and you flow. You have chaos and you have calm. And it's really beautiful and majestic and also sometimes scary. Yeah. That's how I kind of perceive the feminine. Whereas if you look at the masculine, the masculine is the rock. Yeah. The ocean that doesn't move, that holds the pillar of the chaos around it. Yeah. Um, at the moment, there is a lot of confusion with feminism and femininity. Yeah. That's a huge topic that can trigger a lot of people, especially a lot of women in the feminist movement. Yeah. Feminism is what I perceive it to be, is quite hyper-masculine. Mm-hmm. It's women who have completely created a... Um, what's the word that I could use, created like a complete, like push away of masculine. Yeah, a rejection. A projection, right? To then create this, they then take on the masculine in a mm. really wounded way. I find feminism to be quite wounded, whereas femininity is this embracing of our divine energy that we all have. Yeah. To be the compassionate nurturer and to also be embodied in our sacred rage and just know that it is all beautiful and we get to express it and hold that and have the power and empowerment from that. Yeah, 100%. And I agree with the feminist side of things. It's it's like a mini war against masculinity in a way and it's a rejection of that. And the more you reject, it's like, well, how much are you actually playing in the masculine then if you're trying to stand as you know, I am this. So yeah, it's really interesting. Um, and the one thing that like a lot of people think is there's a certain, there's a certain amount of things you need to do to be in your feminine. And that's different for everyone, right? At least like, oh, so do I need to wear like, and I feel like there's a stereotype um, and a, the way people perceive feminism. So um, 
when I started this journey, like far, I think it would be five years ago, what's really interesting was my perception of being feminine was flowy dresses. You know, nature, like, you know, being lighter, less bold. Like it was like this wishy-washy version of, it felt like I had to step into the wishy-washy version that I was in order to be feminine. And it's so interesting where I got that from seeing social media, from what other people had said about, you know, being feminine or someone that claimed to be feminine and then looking at what they look like and going, oh, so I need to be like that to be feminine and thinking this doesn't match for me. And then when I've coached a lot of women and this has come up, it's interesting their same projections and perceptions of what this looks like. So when you take people through a lot of feminine work, what are like make the three main either subjects or topics that you delve into them with so that they can start to realize what this is for them? I actually break down feminine with the three sort of archetypes. Yeah. So the light, the dark and the divine. And I, I do talk about this a lot because one, they are all encompassing, which mm-hmm. is the divine. However, there's so much stigma around the light and the dark, you know, yeah. the dark being this like awful energy that, you know, stay away from the dark femme. However, like the dark femme is my favorite. Yeah. Like, I roll with her a lot. She, she <laughs> and when you fully integrate that energy, you know, that's the biggest, one of the biggest questions I get from women is like, they see me in the embodiment of my dark femme and they wonder, you know, like rage. People say, a lot of women say, I don't have rage. I'm like, well, yeah you do we all do and when you express your rage in the heat of the moment or in the heat of a trigger or a frustration at your kids or your partner for not doing the dishes whatever it is yeah and you have that lash out of dark energy that is your dark femme who's not integrated and so a lot of the questions i get with that is you know how do they integrate that and it's like well do you allow yourself to feel in the moment yeah and it doesn't have to look any one way it's you know what is your expression? Yeah. If you were to just feel what happens for you in the moment, really feel it and feel safe to feel it. And then if a sound has to come out or a, a movement has to come out or you slam some pillows, whatever it is, you know, if you were to do that in the moment, that is you embodied in your dark femme, for yeah. example. You know, light femme, you know, what you were saying about the pretty dresses and the, you know, ah, everything's great. You know, that's not really... Whilst, yes, there is a piece of that within femininity, however, the light femme, like, you're going through a really beautiful time becoming a mother, and that is so light femme, Mm. so nurturing and soft and just divine. And then there can be the wounding of the um, light femme, which is the people pleaser and the overgiver. Yeah. They play out a lot with mothers, and that's one of the other bigger questions that I get a lot of the time is, like, mums coming to me going, how do I actually change my life after having kids how do I come home to me who am I after I have Mm. kids I don't know how to not people please because I've got this little human to take care of all the time and so again like what that looks like for you it's like maybe it's a walk on the beach maybe it's putting on a flowy dress maybe it's eating nutritious food in the sun naked yeah maybe it's you know however that expression needs to come out for you it's in the being yeah in the being of life, I talk about this a lot. I was talking about this earlier today is, you know, masculine is doing. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Feminine is being. So what does your being need from you today? 
how can you be in the stillness or the chaos how can you be in the confidence or the sadness and actually just be embodied in what you're feeling in that moment yeah trust yourself and be safe in yourself to express in that moment whether it's a flowing dress or slamming a pillow in the dark yeah a hundred percent and it's really interesting you say that because when you think of like the masculine as the doing and the feminine as the being when you look at society today when you think of okay this independent woman entrepreneur mum do it all human how does that allow us to be in our feminine and when you also look at society as a general as well and it's like thinking of the words that most people speak it's like i'm so busy weeks have just <clears throat> gone by you know i don't have time i'm go 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 i'm stressed people are literally living and driving in their masculine and they're not giving themselves time to go hold on like where's this balance and this is where people are getting burnt out they're then wondering all of a sudden okay i need and they have like this crisis of i need like how do i come back to me you know the same as the motherhood piece as well it's like the identity shift and then it's the piece of when people have been going for so long there's only so long you can burn like that until you actually have to surrender and you have to drop back into the feminine because you can't keep going like that like as females we're not actually we're not built for that when you look at the history of it so it's a real yes. interesting piece yeah and like looking at our bodies our bodies actually force us to slow down every month mm -hmm. and our society has painted this picture that it's an inconvenience to yeah. bleed and it's like actually this is our body doing us the biggest service ever yeah because we can go 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 and then for one week out of the month our body just goes it's it's being slow down you get to slow down you get to just soften now this is the reminder from the body that mm. you get to just and so many women fight against that they take drugs they take um painkillers and the pill they skip their bleed on the pill they use tampons and clog it up instead of allowing it to just flow and it's like there are so many things that go against the one of the most natural yeah. things about being a human woman yeah and you know like nature we are in tune with nature like us as women we are so connected we're not separate from we are a part of nature and like nature is cyclical so are we yeah you know we wouldn't tell the rain clouds to pop it up with a tampon because it's an inconvenience <laughs> while some people are out there still thinking rainy days are dreadful they're actually so beautiful yeah. right and it's like nature doesn't stop for anyone nature will flow and ebb and soften and surrender and create chaos and rain and all things like why would we dampen our cyclical nature too a hundred percent society says so a hundred percent and that was actually thinking about that that was probably one of the first introductions i got to being grateful for the female body was you know in the past i used to dishonor my cycle it was like this is annoying it's disgusting it's you know an inconvenience like everything i just it was a why do you have to be here type of feeling and it wasn't until i started to realize okay this is happening every month and then i had some pains and issues that came through and that was what taught me to go actually i need to change my perspective on this and that was when i started to look into tracking the natural cycles actually making sense of what happened each part of the month, understanding why we have different emotions and different energies and different desires at each part of the month. And 
that gave me a complete like respect and appreciation for the female body and was my this probably the literal catalyst to going I want to make sense and drop more into what be like being a female is for me and it wasn't you know reading a book and going I'm going to embody all of that it was reading and learning and delving and taking in what felt good for me and then you have obviously the uh, perception where you're then seeing others that aren't honoring their cycle and it almost pains me because I'm like if only you could see it as the gift it is and how it actually is so powerful for us every single month and if you could work with it rather than against it the gifts that actually come from that like it's it's I think it's a key move for a lot of people when they learn about that yeah like everything that you just said like the power in that and working with it instead of against it and I challenge I do challenge this a lot with women because you know women who who come with you know the the dis-ease of the body or pain and um PMDD all the things I like to challenge this because it's like what is your relationship with your cycle not taking away that women have painful bleeds absolutely I was one of you in the past the first three days of my bleed was Oh, like I would be absolutely out. Like I remember one of my bleeds, I had like full body contractions yeah. the first time. Like it was awful. And I didn't do anything drastic to change that. I just cleaned up my diet a bit, stopped using tampons and started to just really be in the feeling of my bleed to actually go, oh, I'm about, I'm about to bleed. Okay, I can feel that. Breathe, touch mm. my body, be in the pleasure of it because when you actually do remove all that pain and heal all of that, it is actually really pleasurable to lead. Yeah. Like it feels great. Yeah. Such a release and beautiful feeling that, uh, yeah, like I get excited to bleed every month. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting because even with my pregnancy journey, when I, so I got diagnosed with endometriosis, I don't know, however many years ago. And that was like, the first point of like I'd been on this journey of starting to switch my mindset around it and honor it instead but this was then okay I really need to be able to honor this because right now it is paining me like this is actually excruciating so I need to rapidly change and honor this to as much depth as I can to see if this makes a difference and you know when we look at the society it was like just go back on the pill or you know, band-aid this pain where for me, I'm like, okay, let's look beneath this, right? As a female, in the past, I've not honored this. So now this is my reminder and my like pain to go, hey, I'm here, honor me. And what needs healing? Like, what can I change in my lifestyle? How can I eat to nourish my body? How can I slow down the days in the month that I need to, to be present with my cycle? How can I welcome it in? You know, what healing do I need to do emotionally? Because we obviously hold that and store that in our body. So I worked through all of that and that massively helped the process. And I put down falling pregnant through actually being in my feminine and connecting because previously I've been told that, you know, falling pregnant wasn't going to be an easy thing. And it, yeah, like going through this journey allowed my body to be open enough to go, cool. And I think it's, and we can look at it in a different way rather than just the black and white. Like there's so many gifts to be learned there. And 
it's a shame there's not enough education and this is why you know, I'm sure when you're coaching women through, you know, all these phases, it's so beautiful to see their eyes just go, I get it now. Or, you know, I've, I'm having such better sex because I'm I'm surrendering and I'm allowing myself to receive. And like, there's so many layers to it, like receiving, you know, like surrendering, you know, be like, it's not just this thing we have to do, but the gifts that are the byproduct of being able to learn about this and embody it is so much more powerful. Absolutely, and I had full body goosebumps as you were saying that. It's like one of my favorite things when my clients come to me and they're like, "Oh my god, I just had the most incredible orgasm!" And it's like when you allow yourself to feel the depth of your body, mm. surrender to it. It's so great. Like it's the juiciest thing ever, and I want all women to experience that. Yeah. And the key is being in your feminine. Yeah. Because as well, if you've got a partner for a traditional male-female um, relationship, if you've got a partner who is super masculine and you come in there with the masculine, there's no polarity. There's no um, balance of connection and what draws you in like two magnets. If you've got the same end of the two magnets coming together, it pushes it away. Yeah. You want to soup it around. <laughs> yeah. It gives you the goods, guys. <laughs> and... And like, I've been in my masculine, I've been in that, I've had my fair share and it has served me, but it serves me better with the polarity and with the ebbs and flows of being able to utilize both when I need. But one thing that I noticed changed massively was my sex life because like you said, when you're missing an independent woman, you're in control, you go, 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 you're not surrendering, you're not slowing down, you're missing so much of the being in that, right? And it's like you going in, with the goal of having sex with an outcome, rather than just enjoying that point of being with your partner, being in your feminine, surrendering, like being present, like there's so much more that comes from it. And that was one of the areas where I was like, wow, how has this changed? And it's like, well, I've actually changed where I'm at and what I, and how I'm being, which is the byproduct of this. And the same with surrendering in business. Like there's so many areas of our life that, if we can just realize that it doesn't have to be one or the other and make sense that it, it's you embody and express this how you desire, like that's what matters rather than trying to go, okay, I need to put myself in this box to be classed as cool. I can take the feminine label. Like it doesn't work like that. And I've had clients come to me and think that it has to be this certain way. And they've said, it doesn't feel good. Like it's not me. And I'm like, but who said it had to be that way? Like you're taking on information and taking it literally rather than making it personal to you and expressing it how you actually want to personally. It's like what just popped up for me when like in the movement at the moment with femininity and feminism is a lot of women have been coming to me because I talk about femininity a lot. Mm. So I'm, you know, I do receive the feminists yep. quite a bit. Um, and you know, I talk about allowing men to lead or allowing the masculine to lead and how great it feels when they do, when we fully surrender to them leading us from an empowered place. And there is this projection that by us surrendering, we're giving away our power. Yeah. And it's like, actually, when you find a man who is so embodied and can lead you, that surrendering is empowering. It's such a powerful move to go like, ah. Oh, he has me, he's got me. And this goes with, again, like 
masculine and feminine energy this can also go in same-sex relationships too whoever is holding the more masculine pole can lead you and you can and can allow you to drop into your feminine and vice versa this plays out in all relationships like one of my biggest goals in my relationship is that i will get to do both yeah i will get to play in both because my masculine likes to play too sometimes not as much because I do utilize my masculine in the structures and systems in my business. Yeah. But I'm like finished with that. I'm You're like, like, I'm done. I have to now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is such an important thing to create balance, mm. to actually go, you know what, like we get to have balance here and communicate that whether you're in same sex or opposite sex relationship, like have the conversation, like, what do you need right now? Do you need me to hold you? Do you need me to hold this space for you? Do you need me to lead you and hold this strength and pillar for you? Or like, what do you want? Do you yeah. want to take charge? Do you want me to fuck it? Do you want me to surrender? Like, let's play. How do you want to do this? Mm. And actually in the polarizing of it, like you said before, your sex life goes <laughs> Yeah. And when you were just saying about that and it's, you have to have that polarizing, right? So when I was in my masculine, how do you think my partner was in the masculine? He wasn't because I didn't allow him to be. So it's literally like the more you're in your masculine in a relationship, you lead someone else into the feminine because there is no room to have both. And that was part of me. One thing I really noticed was like, you know, I wanted to lead, I wanted to lead, I wanted to lead, I wanted to do this, I wanted to do that, I wanted to do that kept going and going and yet I'm there being the rock in the relationship completely in my masculine so how was he ever going to if it wasn't needed it wasn't invited there was no room for that and it was so interesting because when we like we've got such an open and communicating relationship which is awesome when we actually went through this phase of our life where we did hit rock bottom and we everything came to surface and we're like right we either you know, leave this or we actually delve into it. And we were like, right, let's bring everything up. If he was like, well, how can I be the man if, you know, you're not allowing me to be? Like you actually emotionally aren't allowing me to be or you're not making room for this. And I was like, oh my God, I've been waiting for you to make this move yet there's nowhere for you to move into. And that wasn't saying he wasn't a masculine guy. He always had it. I just didn't allow it. So it was, it was that like, me surrendering and learning and him being able to do what he is great at and wanted to do as a man and equally both of us then being balanced in our feminine and masculine so that we knew the way that our relationship danced exactly and it's such a beautiful dance with the masculine and feminine like it literally is a dance yeah and you can either choose to flow and move around it or to be consistently stagnant in it. And it's like, create the balance. Yeah. Where do you want to be? Where do you need to be? What is your body calling you to do? Mm. I talk about this a lot with my clients as well, where I'm like, you know, check in. What are your intentions for the week? And what is your body asking from you today? Yeah. And it's this importance of like actually going within the body and being like, what do I need within myself today? Not what I think I need or what I think I need to do. What is my body telling yeah. me to do? And that's a part of being feminine. Yeah, tuning into yourself rather than looking at the external. Yeah. I love that. Well, before we wrap up, for someone that is maybe in this phase of their life where they're like, I really want to delve into this, what would be the first recommendation you would give them for them to learn more about what feminine looks like for them? I 
So when it comes to resources for the feminine Mm -hmm. and the way I learned to do this for myself, I I went around it in so many different avenues because I found it a little bit difficult to get like a direct thing with being feminine. And so I created a feminine masterclass and it's literally about light, dark and divine feminine. It's so simple and easy as a resource for women anywhere in the world to just have anywhere, anytime. So there's that. Um, There is also a book called, well, specifically for relationships by David Data called Intimate Communion. Brilliant book. And it's not very big. It's only a little book and so powerful for for relationships. Um, And then for a woman who's wanting to just drop into her body and be in the intuition for free, of no cost, of no real time other than a three-minute song, put on a slow song and dance and move your hips. Mm. Just actually, like, rotate your hips and move your hips. And the more you circulate, the more you drop into your body, it might feel really weird, it might feel foreign. However, just move your body and actually allow your hands to touch your body. Yeah. And just be with your body and just see what comes up for you and allow your intuition to go, oh, if I touch here or here, like this makes me feel X, Y, Z, so I'm going to do more of that. Or I'm noticing if I put my hands on my heart, I get a bit like closed off or my shoulders roll forward. So how can I create safety around my heart to actually open my shoulders and expand? Mm. Listen to your body with movement. Yeah. Touch is really, like it's the best resource any woman ever has. 100%. I love that. Thank you. And if anyone wants to get to know you more and find you, where will they find you, my love? Yay. So I've got my website, which is www.shannonhottis.com. And my Instagram is definitely my favorite portal on social media, <laughs> at shannon.hottis. And hottis is spelled H-O-T-T-E-S amazing thank you my lovely and thanks for jumping on today i'm like these conversations could go for hours and hours and hours and i always say maybe we'll circle again with another episode and delve in deeper but thank you so 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 much my love thank you, babe. I love this. Thank you. Okay.